And we're on. This is the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, and I'm your host, Jason Larkin. Where we talk cheer, we talk life, and we talk whatever comes to mind. Five, six, seven, eight. Let's get started. Turn it up and tune in into Let's Talk Cheer with Jason Larkin. We're talking cheer, we're talking like you know we're always talking. So listen up, you boy, I'm about to go all in. Five, six, seven, eight, we're on. Let's begin. This is episode number 38. Not sure if there's going to be a 39, but thank you for joining. And back with us again, as always, is our resident cheer mom. Don't be less when you can be more. Be more, Brittany Moore. What is going on? What is happening? Normal cheer mom, wife, housewife, wife. How about yourself? How's everything going? Into the thick of it. Here we go. Three back-to-back competitions. So the season is among us. But now we have a two-week break. So now we got to start all over. You know, it's like getting off the merry-go-round, letting it come to a complete stop, and then, you know, trying to push it again. So, but yeah, we're we're here, um, ready to go. Before we um, get into any of the, before we actually start talking about some cheerleading, we got to do this last week, or we got to do this because I forgot last week until like middle of the episode. But guys, there is the $100 giveaway. We are giving away $100 at the end of the month for you guys to, all you have to do to enter. You can enter on Facebook by just sharing it. So share the podcast, take a screenshot of you sharing the podcast, send it to myself, send it to be more either on Facebook or Instagram, just to show that you shared it. After that, that enters you in. That's all you have to do. Share the podcast, screenshot it, prove to us that you actually shared it. Um, and if we're, you know, some people share it and they, yeah, I shared it. But I don't see it because we're not friends. So you actually got to send it over to actually enter. Enter on YouTube, like the video, subscribe to the channel, leave a comment. Like, subscribe, leave a comment. You're automatically entered. You can enter twice if you want. Enter on Facebook, enter on YouTube, win $100. Someone's going to win. Now I'll tell you this, be more. Because we record the episodes in advance and you know they like release. One release is the same day we record. So anyway, as of today, two people have entered. Two. So you have a 50% shot, right? You, if you, if you decide to enter right now, you have a one of three chance of winning a hundred dollars. You might, someone's going to win this. It might as well be you. So, um, you know, share the podcast. Let's go, but, um, let's get into it. So we got tons of stuff to talk about. Um, there is, but we have some, because we usually do what the quarter of the week, the question of the week, and um, a couple other things, but I want to change it up and do a couple of uh, new segments today. So unless you want to start off with something, you know, I got, I got a new segment I want, to, I want to test out today. No, I'm good. I'm excited to hear what this new segment is. So let's get after it. There we go. All right. So this new segment, I don't know what we're going to call it yet. So feel free. You can help me out with the name or someone in the comments. You can leave a comment. That's how you can enter. Um, but I'm calling it right today. It's going to be called... Uh, like the coach's comment or something like that. And basically, you know, okay. obviously I always talk about different um, coaches pages that I'm on and I hear, you know, I just see different comments from coaches or different posts from coaches. And it's not typically me to hop in a comment section. Like I like to read and I'll read it and go, oh, I have an opinion on that. Oh, I agree with that. No, I disagree with that. And sometimes I'll, you know, make a comment, but typically I don't comment on, you know, everything that I see on Facebook. Right. Right. But 
I figured, you know what? Got the podcast. This might be a good time to, uh, it'd be cool if I gave my opinion on those things. You know, I'm, I'm hopping in the comment sections without hopping in the comment section. So coach's <laughs> comment. Here we go. I'm going to read it to you. It's a uh, pretty lengthy, but then I'll give my opinion on it. So just an opinion. We need a code of points ASAP. Obviously, there would still be subjective categories as well, but there has to be a separation in the difficulty categories. Not all elite elements are equal. Example, a high-to-high, body-to-body TikTok is nowhere near as difficult as a high-to-high, full-around TikTok. The teams going above and beyond instead of playing it safe should be rewarded. Also, in the true sense of what's difficult, how you do a skill should matter more. Example, a traditional-style full-up should outscore a ruby slipper even more so when it comes to one and a half because of speed. There are tons of examples, but I want to hear everyone's thoughts. Well, Patrick Smith, you're about to hear my thoughts right now. It's your lucky day. Uh, do you get any of what just happened, what, what I just said? <laughs> the stunts that you're saying, like the pull up and things like that, I, I do. Uh, but down a little bit, like to my like 100% knowledge level of like, a back walkover or a back walkover with straight legs or yeah. um, that that's like, that's what I kind of took it as. Um, clearly it's not the same thing, but you know, <laughs> like one kid could do One kid could do a back walkover and it's like, yeah, you did a back walkover, but then the next kid next to him can do like a perfect straight leg back, back walkover. And even though they're both back walkovers, they're to- they look totally different. All right. So, so is that yeah or is that a no? It's kinda. It is you're more talking about the technique side of the score sheet. This post is talking mm-hmm. all about the difficulty side of the score sheet. So a the first part is talking about the code of points. Okay. So we're just gonna break this down and I'll give you my opinion on it, but I want to make sure we're actually speaking the same language before I go off on a rant. So code of points basically means that somewhere in a book somewhere. Every skill known to man is listed and it's, and it's assigned a difficulty value, right? So a backhand spring is worth one point, but two backhand springs is worth two points. And a backhand spring step out is worth, I don't know, one and a half points. And a back walkover is worth half a point, right? And so every skill is going to have an assigned value. And that way, when you go out there as a team, you already know what your difficulty score is going to be, more or less. So, but they want all the points to be assigned. So this happens a lot. It is actually from gymnastics. So in gymnastics, those the the routines that the the gymnasts do, those routines are already the difficulties already been set for those routines. And I have a very, I don't have an extensive background in gymnastics. I actually have zero background in gymnastics, but I have a, you know, expensive, expansive knowledge of gymnastics and how the scoring works. But this is just kind of what I do now, or I'm kind of guessing, right? But, you know, they have their routines and those routines are like pre-judged as far as what, how difficult that routine is going, what difficulty score that routine is going to get. The gymnast goes out there, they compete it. If they compete that same routine that they have on paper, then the judge's job is basically just to judge the execution of it. So like you said, a, a nice straight leg back walkover versus just a back walkover. Right. And so there is a, a little bit of a groundswell, a little bit of a push. There is a grassroots movement from some that want a code of points where at, where, where we know exactly how much, 
difficulty a team will get before they take the floor. And that way, you know, it's equal, right? And I know a big proponent of Coda Points is a very loyal listener. So shout out to uh, Shay Crawford. So I'm going to give Shay and Patrick my opinion on of Coda Points real quick. So does that make sense so far that the, the Coda Points? Yeah. There we go. All right. Yeah. Perfect. So then he talked about at the end of it, he talked about uh, mostly talking about stunting, but that different grips should be rewarded more points versus other grips. So this one thing, and you see it mostly once you get to level three and above, uh, you really don't see it in level one, I guess. Um, I guess you see it a little, little bit in level two, but there's different ways and it's mostly twisting skills, the full up, right? So there's a full up and there is the traditional way to do a full up and, you know, the main base grabs and they twist, you know, the flyer goes, she does a three, 360 degree spin. She lands back to the front. And at one point during the stunt, the only person gripping onto the flyer is the, is the, is the main base, right? The back spot eventually lets go. The secondary base eventually lets go. And then they all have to recatch once it lands back to the front. Now there are other grips that people use to, you know, help out the full up, right? And so for years, it's been argued mm-hmm. that a, and there's the Ruby slipper. And then there's the, like a half in half out where you use a half up grip and then the bases walk half of a turn to create the full up. And there's a couple other just different grips out there where you can create, you know, a full up without having to do it the traditional way. Right. And so one is obviously harder than the other and, but there's nothing in the rules or in the scoring or anything that says that. For sure, if you use a traditional grip, this will score you higher versus using the other grip. So that's what he's talking about. There are different grips out there that you can use. Some people call them treater grips. Some people call them, you know, progressional grips. But there are other grips that you can use out there that can help you, you know, get the same stunt without having to do it the most difficult way, right? So he's saying that, you know, those things should be scored differently, right? Anyway, so are we on the same page right now? Yes. Be more. You represent all of the cheer moms in the nation right now. So when you say yes, I have to take it that every mom in the world goes, I understand as well. Thank you, Be more. We are ready to move on as cheer moms. <laughs> I do. I, I totally get what you're saying. I, I 100% do. I'm just thinking like, so usually when we record, like nobody's at home and now my kids are here and the doorbell rang. <laughs> so <laughs> Uh, anyways, I do. I totally understand what you're saying. And it, it actually makes more sense when you explained it because from watching other people's routines, um, whether it be our gym's routines or, you know, at competitions, I have seen like, I'm like, gosh, why do they do it like their hands? Like, why are their hands like that? Or things like that. Mm-hmm. But it make it does make sense to me. There we go. All right. So let me give you my opinion on code of points. I'm not in code of points makes sense in theory. I think it will be very hard to implement. And I will give you my reasons why I think it's hard to implement. And then I expect a text message or a phone call from Shay. But Shay, you can just leave in the comments, help the algorithm help the algorithm out a little bit and, and let's keep this thing going. But yeah. and Patrick, if you want to comment too, I don't really know Patrick personally, but I've seen him on he posts a lot. But you know, you can hop in the comments as well and you know tell me I'm full of it, right? But Here's why I think it's hard to actually implement is gymnastics is, you know, it's one athlete 
and they go, okay, this athlete did a roundoff answering tuck, and that's going to get a certain score, and it's really easy to compare her or his roundoff answering tuck to this other person's either roundoff answering tuck or roundoff answering layout, roundoff answering full or whatever, or roundoff back answering, whatever the other skill is. This one athlete did this skill, and they did this skill, and they did this skill versus these three skills that this athlete did. I think the biggest problem we run into in cheerleading is that it's it's not going to be, and it's really hard to make it apples to apples because we go out there with multiple team um, athletes on the floor, right? And my team size is can one be different from your team size, and we can use percentages. I get that, you know. 50% of my team did this versus, you know, 75% of your team, whatever the case may be. But I think it's really hard to compare when we get down to, especially in tumbling, and this is the example I used um, before, but if I have a team of, you know, I have a level four team and we throw nine whip through to tucks versus another team that throws five whip punch tucks, now, a whip punch tuck, I know I might be speaking Latin to you right now, B, but a whip punch tuck is universally regarded. No one would argue that a whip punch tuck is less difficult than a whip through the tuck. So round off, whip, which whip, right? Basically back handspring, no hand, or with back handspring without hands. Round off, whip, and then immediately into a tuck. Everyone knows that that is a harder skill than round off, whip, back handspring, back handspring, tuck. But the question is, what do you do when a team has, this team has five whip punch tucks and this team has nine whip through the tucks? At what point does more athletes doing the skill outweigh the sheer difficulty of of a whip, of, of, of the more difficult skill, right? So I think those are like the questions that we have to answer because- there is, I think, I'm not sure how the votes would split on that. I think you'd have a very mixed bag as far as what is more difficult, five whip punch tucks or nine whip through the tucks, where univer- when before we don't have to play with numbers, universally everyone would say whip punch tuck is definitely harder, no doubt about it, than whip through the tuck. And we can do that all day long. Um, you know, play with those different numbers. And so my, my big question is for, for Coda Points is it works. I understand what we're trying to get to, but I don't know how we implement it practically for real to say that we're going to be able to compare apples to apples because I feel like we're always going to be comparing apples to oranges when it comes to, to that. Not to mention, you know, and tumbling, I feel like it'd be easier in tumbling. I could be wrong on that, but, you know, stunts are a whole different thing as well because you know it's you can say what skills you're doing but it doesn't mean you're doing the same where was the team last year um shout out to what team is it uh spirit athletics so spirit athletics last year they did x their j3 maybe their senior three i can't remember which team it was but they did an express up to stretch right they switched their feet up to to stretch at the prep level and as soon as they caught it, they did an immediate full around. It was, it was great. I was like, whoa, it blew my mind. Every level three team does an express up to prep and every level three team does a full up to prep. Everyone across the board, they all do it. Ex- 
youth blocks doing one this year, senior blocks doing one, and they've done it for the last however many years. Express up and a full up. But what Spirit Athletics did is that they reduced the counts. They did it in one, one like sequence. They expressed up as soon as they caught it, they dipped. And that's obviously way harder. Although it's the same two skills, it's obviously way harder to do it with that immediate shared dip than to do it, you know, to do one clean, come down, set, wait five beats, and then do one again, right? And so I think the, um, the code of points, it gets murky because how do we compare? Now, how mm-hmm. do we compare those two stunts versus this team's two? Because they're the same stunts. And that's what you hear. They're the same stunts. But obviously, one is significantly harder than the, um, than the other. So that's my, um, yeah. that's my argument against... I want to say, again, I'm not against code of points. I just think it'll be difficult to implement. And I think we have to answer those questions first before we, you know, decide that we can move forward with it. Because, I, you know, I think it's just hard to, to get that. Yeah. And I'm not saying we have a perfect system now, but, you know, I think code of points will be difficult to implement until we answer those questions. So. <laughs> no, I mean, it's good to know. Like, but when you were just talking, I was just sitting there thinking, like, I haven't seen, like, like, I don't like when I watch a team like, like, oh, wow, that was cool. Or, oh, that's good. Or, oh, what the heck are they doing? Or, you know, there's a lot of things that like run through my mind. But when I watch a team, I don't have sitting next to me explaining to me what these stunts are. Mm-hmm. So it was like, for me, it'd be cool. Like, it'd be cool to understand that. Like, it'd be cool to go to a competition and then watch a couple teams and have you standing next to me explaining to me, hey, this is what this is. This is what this is. Because yeah. I'm like. I mean, okay, cool, you know, right now, but, uh, but I think, yeah, I think, I mean, I think it's pretty cool. Um, I understand what you're saying about it'd be like, it's hard to implement it. So, so we'll see. All right, Shay, I'm ready. I'm ready for you, Shay. Um, I know he's coming. He's going to call me. He's going to call me. He's not going to finish the podcast. He's going to call me as soon as the segment's done. Oh, there's my phone right now. Tons of love. So. <laughs> He always gives us tons of love. Yeah. So definitely thank you to Shay. Yeah, shout out to Shay. So next part of Patrick's question, um, he talked about different grips, harder grip, traditional grips should be rewarded with more difficulty. Um, here's what I'll say about that. I 100% agree, unless it's my team using the, oh, <laughs> the oh other my. grip. Yeah, for real. If it's my team using the other grip, it better score the same. But if it's, you know, other than that, if I'm using traditional grips, I better outscore everybody. Um, oh, but that's what God. I've seen. I have seen that. Um, based on my experience, I have seen that speed, where we talked about like speed and pace earlier, right? Uh, we They only did it in two beats, right? They caught, dipped, immediately did it, right? What I have seen is that that does... Yeah. And we typically use traditional grips in everything that we do. The only team that doesn't typically use a traditional grip is youth three. And it's because they're 10 years old and, you know, those grips are, you know, (laughs) harder. Right. Um, But other than that, our teams pretty much use traditional grips and we usually have pretty good stunt scores in everything that we do. Um, So yeah, another thing about, I didn't bring this up about code of points is I, I, there, there, we do need more because what coaches get frustrated with, and I see this all the time 
for since I've been at American, we've had we've always had two level three teams in the gym. And it's either been senior three and junior three or senior three and youth three. And every year, both of those teams will do the same standing tumbling section, right? And for the last couple of years, it's been standing back handspring, standing back, standing handspring, handspring, toe touch, handspring, and standing two back handsprings, right? Those have been the two sections both teams have used for the last couple of years. And I see this happen more often than it should happen is that they do the same exact pass and one team will outscore the other in standing tumbling. And it, it makes absolute zero sense that one team that I coach and the other team that I coach go to the same competition and we'll be on the same judging panel, right? Because I know I can tell the, the way they do warm-ups, right? I can tell we're on the same judging panel mm-hmm. that one team scores higher than the other, right? Look, there's zero reason for it other than inconsistency. Like, I, I don't know why else they would, how they would score different over these years, right? And so that obviously frustrates judges, especially when you are, when it's one thing when it's the other team in the gym and those two teams don't have to compete against each other, but when it's another team in your division and you lost by a 10th or two tenths, you know, it, and you did the same exact thing, right. That could be very frustrating or is very frustrating to a coach that goes, we literally just did the same thing. Why did they score a 10th higher or two tenths higher when we literally did the same exact thing? So coaches definitely want to yeah. get rid of that inconsistency and scoring. So anyway, new segment, coach's comment. If you have a name for this segment, someone put in the comments, you know, B, if you have a name for this segment, yeah. coach's comment, I don't know. So anyway, I hope you liked it. I'll think of something. It you was good. Something. Thanks B. All right. Well, what you got? What do you, what you got for me? Well, we just finished American grand. Well, we did the cheer match. I believe it was, mm-hmm. um, and to be honest with you, it was just another dress rehearsal for me because all I did was get the girls, you know, bow to toe ready and then drop them yeah. off and then pick them up when they were done. So um, maybe you can, you know, explain a little bit how that went. How did everything go with that one? Yeah. Cheer match was great. And from what every, from what I've heard from everyone, they've all said the feedback is great that you get from, from cheer match. They have great feedback. It's, you know, bar none. They're really, really detailed on the feedback that they give you. Awesome. So I figured we go at the beginning of the season. I saw how last year that virtual competitions kind of kicked us in the gear. It was kind of like a kick in the pants. Cause obviously we were way behind last year with dealing with COVID and starting late and all those things. So I saw the virtual competitions gave us a kick in the pants to go like, Hey guys, it's time to get ready. It, you know, the, the season is now among us. So I figured a virtual competition would do that again. Plus if we can get in some really good feedback at the beginning of the season, that will help us set up for the rest of the season. So exactly that. I felt like teams were significantly stronger and it was only a couple days after Bakel battle. I mean, literally two days after Bakel battle and we had to do the cheer match. So I felt like teams were significantly better after 
or during the week for cheer match. And we just got the score sheets back yesterday and great mm-hmm. feedback for all the teams, like really good stuff. And, and this is an example, and I'll compare this to American grand. We went to American grand and youth black scored a 3.5 in pyramid, which is a 3.5 is the top of the, the mid range and the bottom of the low range, right? They share that score, 3.5. So when you get 3.5, yeah. and a 3.5 is not good. Because you're trying to get the top of the top range. Yeah. And we got a 3.5 from youth, for Youth Black's Pyramid. And I thought, but no other comments from, from um, American mm-hmm. Grant. It just gave us a 3.5. And I went, and I had no clue. Are we at the top of the mid range? Like, am I missing some requirements? Like, am I missing a requirement in the pyramid that's causing us not to score higher in the high range? Or do they just think the pyramid is so basic that it's the bottom of the high range, right? Am I saying that right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Top of the mid range, bottom of the high range. Anyway, so get this 3.5. And literally no comments about hey, we'd like to see more of this, or you're missing an element, that, that's why you're here. Because sometimes you'll get that, right? You're missing an mm-hmm. element, that's why you're not at this score. But literally nothing. We got our score sheets back yesterday from sheer match. And again, they got a 3.5, but it also came with a paragraph of what was wrong with the pyramid. Gave me some really constructive things. I mean, oh, okay. At least according to this judge, we are at 3.5 because of X, Y, and Z. We immediately know what we need to do as coaches to rectify the situation. So I really liked the feedback that Cheer Match gave because it was, it was really, really constructive. I mean, they gave on every category that there is. Jumps, standing tumbling, running tumbling, uh, both difficulty and execution as far as what is, you know, what was missing. Overall routine, overall impression. Uh, or sorry, routine yeah. composition, overall impression. So some really good stuff. Obviously, those yesterdays haven't studied them, and we're going on Christmas break right now, so I'll use the next couple of weeks to actually um, you know, dissect those things and figure out what we need to do to come back. But some really good feedback from Cheer Match. So I was really impressed, and I really like it's a good combination of, of the Varsity Virtuals and the Spirit Networks Virtuals because we only had the two um, takes to do it. So they give you, you have to download their app. You select the team. So I select junior white and junior white. Here we go. All right, junior white. Here's your first run through. And you know, I hit the start button and once it starts recording, it's recording. Junior white has three minutes to do their routine. They do their routine. looks pretty good. All right. Then we get to do it again. Junior white second routine. At that, they do it. Oh, that was even better. And we look at the two routines and decide, do we want routine number one or routine number two? But we only get those two takes. With Obviously, with the varsity virtual, it was like we had the whole whole week. Yeah. And we'd go, we'd do the three routines and go, uh, I still think they can be better. All right, guys, see you guys on Thursday. And then they do it again. And go, uh, that wasn't perfect. Hey, guys, uh, we're going to practice on Sunday now, right? And then they go and all those things. Right. So I like that. We only had the two. I really like they only had the two. We let the kids know and you can see it in the kids like, Hey guys, that was a good routine. We're going to do one more. 
And, they, you know, they either hit or they didn't hit. And, and you know, we keep it moving. So I, I really like that, that we didn't have to spend all day because there's routines. As a coach, there are live – this is what Virtuals taught me last year. There are live routines that we would take all day long. That was a great routine for today. In this moment, I'll take that routine. But with the virtual, it's like, man, they weren't perfect here. Even though you would take that routine every day of the week at a live event, it's like, oh, they weren't yeah. perfect. I know we've done that section better than that. Let's do it again and try to get a better one. And they're like, ah, wasn't quite there. Let, let's do let's do one more and, and try to get another one, you know? And it was like this never ending cycle of, of trying to get that perfect take. And I know that it wore on the kids trying to do it that way. And, you know, it is what it is, what we had to do last year as far as trying to make something work. But I really did like this, um, this setup, getting the two routines in and out. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so I guess the um, production is coming on. It's probably, I can't remember when the, when the product, when the show actually comes out, comes out next week sometime. So it might already aired by time this releases. So um, I'm not sure how the show has gone yet, but I mean, I guess I hear the show's pretty good too, but we'll see TSN sells in my opinion so far, TSN has the best show for sure. Like with the commentators and just everything that they do. So anyway, um, another dress rehearsal for you though. Um, but the, I really liked your match. I thought it was a really good, um, I think, I think they have a really good thing going on there and they do this other thing scores only. So obviously we were competing this week against other teams in our division, but they do a pre event and a post event. So in the beginning of the season, you can send in your videos and they'll just give you scores. So you're actually, you're not actually competing against anyone, but they'll still give you that really good feedback as you head into your season. And they're doing one at the end of the season for teams heading to, you know, their end of season events, world summit, um, all-star worlds, you know, us finals. I don't know. Whoever else, if you want me to mention your end of season event, please Venmo me at Jason. (laughs) (laughs) No, Venmo me. (laughs) The pinnacle, (laughs) right? Your your thing mentioned, college boy. Anyway, what else is going on? So B, do you have a, I know you don't have a, you said you don't have a question of the week, but you said you had like a scenario that you wanted me to. Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, definitely. But okay. So American grand, let's talk about American grand. Oh, so, you're saving the scenarios. Is that the good stuff? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Save this for later. Okay. Yeah, All hold right. them off. I, All uh, right. yeah. So American grand, like Vegas and, um, it was pretty cool because, you know, my husband hasn't got to go to really any competition. So now he's like team cheer dad, like he's got yep. a ride or die. Got to go, you know? And, um, you know, we get in like late wins. We got, we checked, we were done at like six o'clock. So we like get food and like hang out, you know, I have never braided the twins' hair at night. I have always, every competition doesn't matter if the call time is 6am or 630, always braided mm-hmm. in the morning. It saved me so much time. I braided their hair at night. So that was so nice. I'm like, whoo, why haven't I done this before? <laughs> yeah. Um, Follow Brittany for more cheer mom hacks. (laughs) Girl, I'm telling you. And there, there's so many cheer moms that had done it way before me. And I'm just like, I'm the mom that wants my kids to look perfect because I'm like, dude, we are spending all this money and all this time out of town, uniforms, anything you could think of, 
you better be looking good on that stage because yeah. I'm not having my kids show up looking rugged. That ain't happening. Um, it's not. So uh, that was pretty cool. Um, but it was, I was, I was pretty happy with the competition. Um, I feel like they ran it pretty well, like, you know, staging us and everything like that. Um, I think if I really wanted to, I could have watched the other teams um, mm-hmm. or I could have watched like our, our competition or something like that, you know, but I didn't. Um, I will say one thing that bugged me, which I've said this before, um, athletes or parents looking at the scores and telling mm-hmm. other athletes. So, yeah. you know, we did our thing on Saturday. I mean, there was a little fumble and it because it was my kid that had a little fumble. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, then we did our own little thing on Saturday. Like we went to Cowboy Christmas. Um, that was at the NFR mm-hmm. was in town in Vegas. So that was yep. pretty cool. And then we just kind of like chilled the rest of the night. Well, as we're like winding down, laying in bed, one of the twins was like, um, I can't remember exactly what she said, but basically like something about the scoring. And I'm like, how do you know that? And she said, oh, so-and-so told me. And I'm like, well, so-and-so needs to get off their dang phone. And she just kind of like looked at me and I'm like, you don't need to worry about that. Like, you don't need to think about it. Like, that's none of your business. Like, you need to concentrate on going out tomorrow and hitting your routine. Like, that's all you need to worry about. So PSA for parents, like, keep that to yourself. Like, that is just so much more added pressure, I feel like, on the athletes. And I feel like it's going to make a mess up if they are have so much pressure on them, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. And it's, again, you know, here we are comp season. So I feel like we're gonna be talking about scores and score sheets all year mm-hmm. now that we're here, but yeah, it's yeah. those, those real things. Um, Jay red was losing by four tenths after uh-huh. day one, you know, and I could just tell when they came in the next morning that they'd obviously seen the scores and they're just like, right. They just yeah. all, all sad. And like sitting there and, you know, I don't like talking about scores, um, you know, whether we're winning or losing at competitions. So hard part nowadays is that it's on varsity TV now. And so everything before they only used to do certain competitions, only the big events that they would do that would be online. So we had to worry about it at spirit sports. And then obviously at NCA, we go to the summit, but other than that, you know, our competitions, even the varsity ones, not all of them were posted online where would be featured on varsity TV that weekend. So we wouldn't have to worry about the scores. It was up to us to tell the athletes what place they're in. Right now with everything on varsity TV, because of COVID, all the results are online for everyone to see. And so we have to deal with, you know, managing the athlete. And I saw them come in and I was like, I think it, I think they've seen the scores. Right. And it's only four tenths. It's not that big of a deal. Um, especially, and I'll do the quick math for you. 25, 75, right? Um, 25% of four tenths is one tenth. So that means when we go head to head on day two, that means they only have a one tenth edge on us that day. So we can make up if we can beat them by two tenths on day two, that means we win the competition, right? So it's not that big of a deal when you're down four tenths after day one, right? But, you know, you go four tenths, like, oh my gosh, four tenths, we're losing. You know, you got to kind of, you have to deal with that as athletes. So you have to deal with, you know, 
you know, the emotions of the athletes when, you know, they know the scores and the same thing yeah. when they're winning and all those things. Right. Um, but yeah, so happens. I think I'm going to send, you know, I always forget how to coach the first part of the season. I forget there's things that we talk about that I haven't talked about yet because I just expect everyone to know it. But I haven't like talked to the parents about, Hey guys, like don't harp on the scores, but it's just inevitable that the parents and the athletes all find out because it's just, it's out there, you know? Mm. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. I just, I think like my daughters, they have phones and, you know, we've talked about me and you before, like the apps that they have and that I'm on, you know, we talked about those type of things, but as of my knowledge right now, I don't think that they know how to do that. So I just, I just feel like if you're a parent and your kid doesn't know how to do that, don't tell your kid like, Oh yeah. There's, it's just two, it comes down to two things for me. If they're behind, they're going to be down on themselves and they're going to have so much stress on themselves that they have to perform fabulous the next day. And if they're ahead, they're going to get cocky and they're going to think that they're too cool for school and they're not going to do as well. So either way, like it's just so much the third one you forgot. They, they feel like they can't, they're, they're down and they feel like they can't come back. So they go, why are we even going to go out there? Right. We're down by this many. Why should we even go out there today, coach? Like we're going to lose anyway, right? So that's the other thing you you battle with, with athletes knowing the score. So it just, it's better, in my opinion, it's better for the athletes to focus on mm-hmm. their routine and go out there and hit the very best routine they can and live with the results versus, you know, the athletes, you know, knowing what the score is and then trying to, you know, Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, they're way up here, way down here, whatever the case may be. Um, but you know, it's hard. I, I, it's increasingly gotten harder to keep the scores away from the athletes at two day events now that it's posted everywhere. So, you know, I guess as a coach, it is a new, even though I'd rather, I'd rather just leave them in the dark. It is a new, it is something that we have to manage as coaches, their emotions, as far as, where they're sitting at, where their placements are. But I still don't go over scores with the kids. Like I asked, I was like, Jay Red, I think you guys know the scores. So I had to, you know, talk to them about everything. But I still don't think it's great to actually go over the scores on day two. But anyway. Yeah. So, I will say last thing about um, American Grand for me, I did notice a big difference in my daughter's like attitude and happiness. Um, they were so happy to be at an in-person competition. I mean, mm-hmm. and, you know, and some teams got to uh, across the United States, got to experience real things last year. And we only got to experience one real thing. And that was yeah. when we had to travel across the United States. So, you know, only having to take a four hour drive to Las Vegas, they, they loved it. Like they're, they were, they weren't grumpy in the morning. They were like excited. Like they didn't, I, it, they're just total demeanor. And like, after they got off the floor, I was like, okay, how do you feel? And they're like, great. It was so much fun. And yeah. just like their excitement on their face. Like I loved, I love that because I feel like between last year with all virtual and then, you know, the long summer that we have and perfecting everything until we get to comp season, I feel like it's, that was a very long time for them to not yeah, go to sure. in person, you know? So yeah. I feel like their emotions were just like, Oh, like cheer. I don't, they weren't as excited as they usually are. So now like having this in-person competition was like, 
it brought them back to life, you know? Yeah. So that was pretty cool to experience that. There we go. I love hearing that. I'm glad, I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Um, I thought American Grand was cool. American Grand back in the day, it used to be a great competition pre-COVID. And I had a good time. I am a little, I wasn't as thrilled with American Grand this year. Um, I haven't been, you know, we haven't been since we've been at American. Last time I went was back when we were at PCM. And so I was disappointed that the floor, that the, that it wasn't, that the floor wasn't on a stage. I was like, really guys like on the floor, like, come on. Um, you know, I, I can go on. I don't want to go on about yeah. <laughs> the, the disappointment I had with American Grand. So I'm glad that you had a good time. American Grand, honestly, used to be a 10 for me. It was a great event. It used to be a 10. And this past weekend, I don't know. It's not getting a 10. So they, can, so they can definitely step up their game a little bit. Yeah, I was, I was disappointed with a few things from American Grand, for sure. I really was. Because I, I was like, guys, we're going to American Grand this year. You guys are going to be all, It's going to be great. Like We, we used to go all the time at PCN. It's a great event. Blah, blah. Let's go. Um, and there were just things I was disappointed with, with American grand this year. And I feel that if I bring any of those up, their excuse is going to be, Oh, it's COVID. Like COVID's the reason why we weren't able to do that. Okay. I guess. So oh, COVID is the reason why we're able yeah. to do this. I got you. So, you know, but I feel, um, I don't know. I wasn't as impressed with grand this year as I used to love the event. So, you know, it wasn't as well. Uh, they can't they can't blame COVID forever. So there's always yeah. next year or the year after that. Uh, I want one of those jackets. So those ja- uh, yeah, please, those jackets are legit. Can I do my little input on the schedule? Can we please go back next year? <laughs> just for the jacket? <laughs> yeah, just for the jacket. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll give you I'd one probably, of mine. Yeah, let's yeah, you got it. I wouldn't fit into the twins anyway, so. Um, <laughs> All right, so you want to get into like the little like quote slash scenario of the week? Not yet, because we're talking okay. about American Grand. So I want to I want to talk I want to bring up one more thing. New All segment, right. be more new segment. Drum roll, please. Please. <laughs> warm up room champs. This is the best team I saw in the warm ups. So I want to give a shout out to from this past weekend at American Grand. So warm up room champs is usually like a a derogatory, like kind of, you know, you know, it's what coaches say, like, oh yeah, they were the warm-up room chance. Like they look great in the warm-up room, but they looked uh-huh. awful like on the floor. Like, hey, how did how did they do? Oh, they're the warm-up room champs. Like, oh, so they they bombed. Is what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had everyone shook in the warm-up room up. Believe that. So but no, but th- this team, I didn't actually see them go and compete, but I did see them in the warm-up room. So our warm-up room champs. This goes to the small co-ed team from Mac All-Stars. From Max, they were legit small co-ed uh, level 16. They, and I saw this stunt during the summer. They do a kid does a front walkover onto, the, like the flyer does a front walkover onto the base. And then the base does a front walkover with the kid on their shoulders. I'm not sure if it's the base or the, or the flyer, who does the front walkover first. But a kid does a front walkover to another kid. That kid then does another front walkover. And then they end up in like a stunt at the prep level. And then they pull it up. And it is, I saw it during the summer and went, that's a really cool stunt. 
I saw it in person in the warm-up room. I was like, stop the competition now. Give those guys the trophy. It was B, you got to see the stunt. So you got to see the stunt. Uh, Max, small I co-ed. To, yeah. Yeah. Small, small. I think it's their small co-ed six. Um, I could be wrong about everything I just said, but they were phenomenal. Saw them in the warm-up room. They're great. So shout out to Max. Uh, I might even be saying their name right. Is it Max? Mac? Max? I don't know. Anyway, they look great. I'm telling they you. Know they, look, they, they, they know who they are. They know who they are because they looked legit. I was I was thoroughly impressed when I saw that stunt. So I have no idea how they did out there on the, the comp floor, but in the warm-up room, they look good. So um, yeah, you know, I figure I might do this every every so often. We get out to um, competitions, see a team in the warm-up room, give them a shout-out. Maybe we'll do a team. Maybe I'll actually catch a team actually perform and shout out a team that actually saw that thought look legit. But they were a one. Yeah. So anyway, that's about American Grand. Okay, go ahead, B. I'm ready for your scenario. Okay. So what would you say to a parent whose child has been on a certain level for three plus years that doesn't want to cheer if she doesn't level up next year? It depends on who the kid is, who the parent is, what level there is, right? Um, it really depends on what level they're on. Like those things matter because when you are, if you start cheer at five years old, you're going to be on the tiny one team for two years. And then you're going to be on the mini one team for another three years. Right. Um, and so you've already been on level one for five years now. Um, you know, and were you taking cheer that seriously at five or six? Were you taking classes at five or six? So, you know, those things matter. So, you know, you hear parents go, she's been on, she's been on level one since she was for seven years now. Right. Yeah. Um, she's also been cheering since she was three. Was she really, is, was she really in level one? Like, was she really cheering at, at three years old, you know? So it, it depends on like what these, so, but, so I understand the, um, the question, but mm-hmm. it's not a black and white answer as far as, you know, she's been on this level for this many years. Um, the other thing is it might not necessarily be her. Now I'm assuming it's her, like she doesn't have those particular skills, but it might not be her. It might be her age group and teammates. There might not be another team to put her on. Um, she might be the only one of her friends with a certain, like her, she might be the only kid in her age group with a certain skill. So it doesn't necessarily mean that she, does she even have a team to go to? Um, yeah. Does she have teammates with those same life skills? Now I'm not assuming that is the, the question, but it is a scenario. So I, I say all that to say, it really does matter who that particular athlete is. Were they in level, you know, were they at another gym before? And so they're counting some of those other years as like, <laughs> Sheila brought up a kid yesterday. Sheila for everyone doesn't know is our administrative assistant. So she just, she does everything. Just catch all. She says everything yeah. we need. And um, she goes, yeah, this kid is ready to come back to the gym. And I go, yeah, it's cool. I'd love to have him back. I asked her mom what tumbling she can do now. She says, oh, she's working on her back handspring. She said, she was working on layouts when she was with us. And I'm like, I've never seen that kid throw anything near a back handspring, let alone a layout. Like, what are we talking about right now? So <laughs> <laughs> a layout? Did we just jump from? 
She was yeah. one of our prep teams. Like she went from our prep team to she was throwing layouts just in one of our anyway. Anyway, so kids at other gyms, you know, they go from one gym to another gym. And you go, you know what? They might have had you on that team, but I don't know if that was your level appropriate team, you know? So, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know what these other gyms are teaching kids, you know? And I don't know. I got to see kids with my own eyes to to critique them and be like, oh, yeah, well, I know that you were a level six world's kid at that gym, but unfortunately... um, you're a level two at American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, 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 you don't have a cartwheel, kid. Like you know, so <laughs> you know that happens all the time. It, man, you can't trust parent emails. I'm telling you, every email you get that it's another kid. You know, the parent easily bumps their kid up a level, at least one, at least one level. A parent bumps their kid up. Most of the time, it's like two levels. Like, oh, she's working on these skills. Like, oh, really? Oh, yeah. Uh huh. And then, you know, you see them and you get all, I get, I get excited. I get duped every time I get all excited. I'm like, man, we got this kid coming in. She's working this, this, and this. And she comes in and you're like, well, she's not working that, that, or that. Um, she's working on that. So I get duped every time. I, I still get excited, but you know, cause every so often there is a kid who's, you know, they're telling the truth and you're like, oh, okay. But you know, every parent email you get from another kid coming from another gym, you know, they're working X, Y, and Z. You know, well, we might be speaking different. You're going to have to text me when you get those. You're going to have to text me when you get those uh, ones, because then I can bring you back down to reality. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, it happens every time. And oh, she's working this. Working? Okay. All right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, anyway, I know anyway. as a mom, I don't, I don't know if you can relate, but uh, as a mom, Truly, this season, I have felt like this season has already been so long. And mm-hmm. I'm like, gosh, we're not just now getting into competition season. But I feel like I'm still playing catch up from last weekend. Like, I mean, I don't work anymore. So I'm home all day. And I feel like I didn't get very much accomplished this week with my house. Yeah. And because I'm, I'm, my excuse is, well, we were gone last weekend. <laughs> But I don't do like the housework and things like that on the weekend. So I'm like, oh my gosh. So now that comp <laughs> season has like started, I'm like, we, you know, it's not very long until we have another competition. Yeah. So true. About a month from now, we're at GSSA. And um, yeah, that's when we're really off to GSSA, Spirit Sports. Then we're off to the races. So yeah, I don't know. And- Would you. Yeah, the that whole thing is just a weird, not weird. It's just hard to um, one on the scenario. It's it really is hard to say this kid should be here because oh, yeah. a, a, a ton of things go into that. Um, how are how athletic are they? How you know how brave are they? You know how many extra classes are they taking? So you know those things make a difference if you're unathletic and you know kind of timid right you don't believe in yourself yeah you know you have low self-confidence you're unathletic and you don't take any extra classes you're probably gonna be on the same level for a very long time but if you're super athletic and you're very brave and you take a ton of extra classes and and private lessons all those things 
you're, you know, likely you're going to get classes a lot quicker, not to mention the coach, you know, scenario as far as, you know, how experienced is your coach? Um, how, how much does your coach push you? Um, how much do you connect with your coach? Like, does your coach, does, is your coach's natural coaching language, your natural learning language, right? So those two things will, mm-hmm. will play a big, a big factor. Cause if your coach is speaking a different language than, than the athlete, then that's going to delay, you know, a skill, right. Uh, especially if the coach doesn't want to change their coaching language to match the athletes, you know, learning language, um, you know, that will delay an athlete's growth. Um, unfortunately. Right. So, yeah, you know, and yeah, and we're busy and I feel like now I feel like we should start competing earlier, but I like competing late. I actually think what we're going to do is get choreography earlier next year. Hmm. Well, good to know. Yeah. So you got anything else B? I don't have anything else. I mean, I'm just excited um, to be going into the competition season for in-person comps, you know, even though like if you're a cheer mom, I mean, I don't know what it's like to be a cheer coach on, you know, game day basically, but I feel like the cheer moms are just at, well, the good ones anyways. I mean, there are good and bad cheer moms, <laughs> but I think they're just, you know, we're just as like whew, rushed and, you know, like got a million things going on. I feel like as the cheer coaches, um, So it's so cool to see, I think one thing that we definitely agree on is it's so cool to see all of the athletes hard work, the parents hard work of getting them to practices and the coaches hard work of coaching these athletes. It's so cool to see like the final product. And I think just in person makes it even better. Um, so I'm just excited for in-person competitions. Like there is no greater feeling than that. For sure. Uh, a great feeling real quick. If anyone is, if anyone's listening on the podcast, <clears throat> any event producers, uh, we need to do some option a events, option a events. I want crowds back in the arenas. Um, yeah. Option B is what we did last week, right? Where they, cattle you guys in you know you stand in line and then you they shuffle you to the front and then they whisk you out right um yeah we want good old-fashioned shout out to jams um who did a good old-fashioned option a at uh, the bacon battle that was great so um i want some option a you know so i don't know i guess we might be wrapping it up b I think we are. We're getting into the holidays. So that'll be exciting. Um, I mean, for everybody to spend time with their families and, you know, uh, my kids are out of school for two weeks. So, uh, have fun. Jeez Louise, what am I going to do? Maybe I could bring them to your house and you could like, you know, babysit them or something. <laughs> no, you, you're bringing our house. They'll babysit Joey. Oh, and the crazy thing is, is they would love that. Yeah. So, but yeah. Other than so, that, I'm good. I don't have anything. Boom. I think we're going to talk about score sheet next week. There's been a lot of talk about the score sheet. And so yeah. we had some good, we talked about the score sheet a little bit, but I feel like next week we're going to talk about the score sheet. And I really like that coach's comment 
section. Yeah. We just need a better name for it. We get a better name for it. It's going to be off to the races. But anyway, I guess we're we're done. You know, we just wrap it up when we feel like, I guess we're done talking now. So, <laughs> but B. We do best, right? That's all we do. You know, we keep it real. Um, <clears throat> like, comment, share, subscribe. Only two people have entered. One's going to win. You could be, you could be the winner. So, you know what to do. Um, guess we have nothing else. B, five, six, seven, eight. We're out. We're out.